but I would say probably my favorite ones are since the release of the debit card, we've had a few folks reach out that have said, you know, I've stopped using my credit cards. I'm not just digging this myself into this debt hole anymore. And I'm just using debit and it's so weird and new for me, but I'm earning Bitcoin back. And so I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. Welcome to the Tucson Bitcoin Podcast. My name is Alex. Today, my guest is Hillary Miller, who is the marketing person over at Fold. And if you've watched any of my other podcasts, you see that I wear this Fold hat almost every time. They're a company I get really excited about because I think it's one of the best and easiest ways for normal people to start uh, interacting with Bitcoin. Um, So what Fold is, is a debit card program. Uh, When you swipe the debit card, you earn Bitcoin rewards back and uh, you can buy gift cards from them with Bitcoin or uh, with cash and earn uh, Bitcoin back on those purchases and that's really exciting. So for normal people, they don't have to go to the exchange and start stacking. They can just earn uh, with Fold and I love programs like that uh, because of the what I see Bitcoin doing for ordinary people and being a meaningful way to save money that uh, doesn't involve all of the uh, same risk that the traditional financial system has because we you know if you're watching this you probably realize it's it's a house of cards and it's looking incredibly precarious right now and bitcoin's monetary policy is set in stone you know price might be volatile but it's mostly volatile to the upside and it makes it you know a really interesting savings mechanism for ordinary people over a long period of time versus cash and putting it in your uh, bank account where it doesn't do anything for you um but yeah, I mean, one of the things that got me really excited, I put the little bit of the clip in before is, you know, how Bitcoin changes people's time preferences, how it makes people savers instead of uh, risky speculators and, and just consumers in general, you know, and that's something that really gets me excited because I think that an economy with savers is a much stronger economy. It's people that aren't relying on government programs and government bailouts. Um, you know, it's a lot of... Uh, a lot more stable it's a lot more secure it, it's a lot less consumeristic like we see today i think under a bitcoin standard we're not going to see a bunch of zombies lining up at walmart for black friday shopping to go spend money on credit cards uh that they don't have for things that they don't need and yeah it was a fun conversation i hope you enjoy it i did and uh yeah fold's a cool company consider signing up Alrighty, we're recording. Thanks for coming on, Hillary. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. So yeah, we were chatting a little bit before. So you're one of the new members to Fold. What uh, attracted you to the company? Yeah, so I started using Fold in, I think it was November of, um, I want to say 2019. And I was basically just looking for another way to earn Bitcoin kind of passively, um, in addition to the, the, the buys that I was doing. Um, so that's kind of what brought me to fold. I think I found out about it through some friends who were using it and, um, yeah, that's kind of what, what got me using the app. And then I saw the, the growth position was listed and it aligned with what I do. So I just applied and, you know, kind of told them my, my story of using the app and now I'm here. Nice. Yeah, it's it's a fun app to use for sure. Um, yeah. Some some parts of it kind of drive me crazy. Like I'll <laughs> uh, have a big purchase and I'll spin and it isn't the thing I want. And so it's nerve wracking using all my respins. Um, but it overall is a lot of fun, you know, because like comparatively, 
when I swipe my, you know, debit card, bank debit card, there's no Bitcoin I get back. Um, and then right. when I use fold, but yeah. Um, so how, how does Bitcoin marketing differ from like traditional fiat world marketing? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I would say that the biggest piece that I've noticed so far is just that kind of the community aspect, you know, with Bitcoin, like there's all these memes you have to kind of be attuned to and this whole kind of language um, that's not always used in like the traditional marketing world. Like if I were to go say, have fun staying poor in the traditional marketing world, like they probably won't know what that means. Um, so I think the biggest difference is just kind of having to keep up to date on that. And then also too, it just, it's totally more community oriented than working on other brands. Like I've worked with beauty brands before, I've worked on other SaaS products and never before have I seen um, the engagement from the community perspective that Bitcoin brands have and specifically Fold. Um, it's just, it's a much bigger component of the, the marketing mix and the audience engagement strategy for sure. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I enjoy seeing, uh the Bitcoin marketing strategy a lot more than the traditional marketing strategy um, because I, I haven't seen any ads from Fold and yep. uh, but I've heard about it just about everywhere from people in the community and that's how I got um, on the wait list and then eventually started using the card because I see all these uh, pictures of people earning rewards on on purchases like American HODL or you know whoever else all the other plebs out there um, you know, really, really going hard trying to promote this product. And, uh, yeah. you know, other companies I see doing that are like Swan Bitcoin. And they're another one I really like. But it, it seems like a lot more, um, it's more, I, I have more respect for companies that market like that because it seems more um, relationship based and, and yeah. a lot more based on integrity and building trust rather than just dumping as much money to get your name out there for sure oh and another yeah. great marketing um company in bitcoin is strike with all their amazing oh, yeah. memes they do a, a really good job too yeah I'm a, I'm a big fan of swans marketing just in general too like how they're they're always on clubhouse and and doing a good job of kind of elevating important conversations but yeah i totally agree with you i think that's another kind of big piece of bitcoin marketing too is just like you're, you're not going to do well on the user acquisition front if you're just pumping money into Facebook ads or Twitter ads or really any kind of paid media because it seems so inauthentic. Like you really have to kind of rely on the content that the community is creating to, to do, do that heavy lifting in the marketing for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely different than uh, um, a lot of these altcoin projects that we see that, that that's exactly what they're doing is they're just pumping all this money into influencers um to get yeah. their their coin seen whereas bitcoin it, it, you can't really do that because there's no central uh, uh bitcoin organization that's repping it. its companies using it so yeah i mean that it, it seems like there's a lot of money to be made for companies in um altcoins right now i mean you see like what gemini's done and coinbase and you know all these other exchanges why or blockfi too why is fold a Bitcoin only company. And is that something that's going to change in the future? Or is that your uh, vision for the future? Yeah. So I, I think it kind of goes back to just the, the mission of Fold. Like 
our our mission is to make Bitcoin specifically more accessible to everybody and enable anyone to be able to to earn Bitcoin without having to go act out there and like proactively purchase it. Um, so no, I don't see us adding you know support for any kind of altcoins in the future. I think you know we're we're diehard Bitcoiners and and we're a Bitcoin company and we're gonna stay a Bitcoin company. Awesome. So that makes me even happier. So no shit coins on fold. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. So is Fold only based in the U.S. or do you guys have plans to expand outward? Oh, yeah. Um, for for right now, with the Visa debit card that we just released back in November and have kind of had in this invite only beta for a few months now, that is U.S. only. Um, that's for a lot of reasons, you know, mostly because we're working with some banking partners and that's kind of how we initially rolled it out. But eventually we we definitely want to be able to bring it to like Canada and the UK and elsewhere. Um, for for Canada and the UK, they can purchase gift cards on our platform right now um, and earn Satoshis back on those. But eventually we would like to bring the debit card to, to other markets too. Just I don't I don't see that on like our, our near-term roadmap. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. It's uh I'm sure working with different jurisdictions, it's difficult to work through the yep. hurdles and, you know, all the legal work. Um, exactly. And we're a team of nine people right now. So, you know, like bandwidth wise, like we, we don't have the team to create the content to support that. We don't have the support team to be able to support these other markets. So for, for right now, it's U.S. only for, for this first iteration of the debit card. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so, so kind of the general narrative around Bitcoin, I think for a lot of people that aren't educated on what it is, they, they look at it as a speculative asset, um, for investors to put their money into. Why, why do you th think it's important for the average person to have exposure to it and be able to access Bitcoin services? Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of reasons for that, but, you know, I think we're seeing, especially with, um, the stimulus checks that have been coming out. Um, there's just more need for education around Bitcoin um, and why it's important. So I, th I think that that's kind of why, like now more than ever, it's important to, to make people that might not have been, been interested in it before or who might have thought it wasn't for them to know, you know, you don't have to buy a full Bitcoin. You can just buy a small portion of it and it is accessible um, and the, the benefits of it and elevating it for sure. Yeah, and not even having to buy it, but just earn it, you know, yeah, which is basic exactly. purchases. Yeah, I mean, I can't tell you how many people I talk to who are like, wait, I can earn this Bitcoin? What's the catch? <laughs> like, And, you know, they're, they might not be familiar with, like, the, the faucets from back in the day. Um, so, so explaining it to them, there is a little bit of a hurdle, but when they see that they can get it back on buying a gift card for someplace that they know and trust, like TJ Maxx or Amazon, um, then usually it goes over a little bit smoother after that. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. It's uh, yeah, I, I think it's a huge game changer for normal people, you know, like a lot of my community, um, it, I mean, poverty is pretty rampant in Tucson. Um, and, uh, you know, people aren't thinking about how to, uh, you know, further, their wealth or grow their wealth, you know, they're right. just worried about surviving. And so to have something that just allows you to earn 
a, a bit more money and much better money than you know your typical reward systems like you know for these people they're not worried about getting airplane miles or hotel points or you know yeah, what, exactly. whatever else it is um i mean I, I i love it i love getting people's um getting bitcoin into people's hands or helping them with their first uh uh buy order because you know, I, I see it as something that fundamentally changes people's time preference and helps them to yeah. make better decisions with their money. Um, and uh, yeah, earning it just makes it that much easier. But yeah, how, how did you yeah, get into Bitcoin? Um, yeah, I, I got into Bitcoin through my husband. Um, he is a total cypherpunk <laughs> and as cheesy as it is, um, he had started mining Bitcoin in our our first house that we had together. So I was like, what are you doing? What? Why are these taking up this much room in our house? And so he started explaining it to me. And then that's kind of how I um, fell down the rabbit hole, so to speak. He, he kind of just kept educating me over time. And then it finally clicked one day and I, I started getting into it more so than him, I would say. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. It sounds like you have a great husband. Yep. Yeah, he's he's awesome. You got to like him a lot to to put up with the miners because, you know, they're also <laughs> hot and noisy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think our place was like 700 square feet or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think my girlfriend would uh, like that very much if I had a bunch of <laughs> S9s running in the background. <laughs> right. <laughs> it may, maybe if we live somewhere cold, it would be doable. Yeah. That, that was the benefit at the time. I think that's kind of how he, he sold it initially. <laughs> it's a yeah, passive heater. Um, so yeah, let, let's talk about the Lightning Network. So why, why is Fold using Lightning natively rather than on-chain transactions? So I think there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, you know, I guess kind of like backing up to just Fold since very early on, um, we've been all about kind of bringing people into Bitcoin um, and trying to, to push for mass adoption of Bitcoin and Lightning. Um, so we've always like incentivized that. I mean, you've, you've probably seen it in the app, but you get a higher percentage back if you pay with Lightning versus paying with like a, another debit card or credit card. Um, but I think the, the benefit that we see is, you know, the speed of the transactions, um, it's like almost instantaneous. The the low fees is definitely, you know, something that I, I don't think if a lot of the people who just get onboarded to Bitcoin, like initially anticipate the fees. So then when they learn about lightning and the lower fees, like that's a big draw to them. Um, yeah. And then I think also too, just like the, the reduced load on the base layer is something else that's, that's really compelling. I guess that's, not not so much from like the the user adoption standpoint, but just to to us kind of being in the space that that's something that's interesting to us too. Yeah, I mean, it seems like Lightning is going to pretty much be the standard. I, all the exchanges are working on integrating it in right. because these the fees are uh, kind of ridiculous. But the fees, you know, aren't necessarily problematic. And I know that's a major battle in the Bitcoin space is. Um, you know, whether we should uh, increase the block size or, um, you know, to try and lower on-chain transactions. But it seems like yeah. that that battle's kind of over and that Lightning and Layer 2 solutions are a much better uh, route to take because security 
needs to be paramount. Um, yep. And if you don't have that, then you don't have Bitcoin. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's super exciting. Where, where do you see the Lightning Network going um, kind of on a larger scale? Yeah, I mean, there's so many different possibilities. Um, I mean, I, I think that one of the interesting things with Lightning specifically is just with the wallets that are out there today with like Blue Wallet and even like with Sphinx and Zeus and stuff, like the accessibility that they all have kind of implemented, like learning from like the initial implementations of these wallets to just make these executions that are more easy for people to use. So it's not as intimidating from a UI UX perspective. I think that that's something that's really interesting. Um, and then also too, you, you might've seen Will was tweeting about this, I think like last week or the week before, but um, the, the sidecar channels, um, that feature that's gonna be added to pool, I think that's something else that's really interesting, especially from like Fold's perspective for just what the future could look like with Lightning. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's uh, um, super, super interesting. So I, I did see that tweet. So does that, does that mean that you could potentially earn uh, sats if you leave your Bitcoin on Fold or, or how would that work? I think we're still talking about that internally and figuring out what exactly that could look like um, and how that could take shape. So we're we're still ironing that out, um, but I think we do want to look at ways to to reward users who are basically um, providing more liquidity to the Lightning Network. That's something that we're we're interested in for sure. We had initially basically had it with the the full debit card program that you earned interest for just keeping your stats on fold and not withdrawing them. Um, and we kind of realized that that was a little bit against our ethos and, you know, not your keys, not your coins. So we, we didn't want to encourage that. So we're, we're still kind of trying to figure out like, what's the best way to reward interest in for what types of activities. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. It's, uh, it's definitely, um, kind of an interesting conversation that has come up quite a bit uh, recently on whether it is uh, worth leaving your uh, um, Bitcoin on exchanges and earning yeah. um, a little bit of interest on it. And the general consensus is that, or at least from what I've seen, is that it's kind of a bad idea and it, exactly what you said, completely against the ethos of Bitcoin. Yeah, um, for sure. So, you know, that being said, like, you guys are, are working as a bridge between, you know, the fiat world and, and Bitcoin. Um, those are two very conflicting philosophies of the way that money should work. Are there any challenges that are coming up with that currently? Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of challenges, I would say, um, especially to like, just to be honest with you, like dealing with the KYC type components that come with having a card program. Um, you know, I think we, we're still trying to figure out how to navigate all of that. Um, since just before, like with Fold, you know, there was a concept, there is a concept of like having an anonymous account and not having to provide too much information. So we're still trying to find like these fine balances between things while still being able to offer Bitcoin back on a debit card, on a credit card, on a savings account. Um, so that's kind of like one of the, the areas I would say where that bridge between like the traditional finance world and Bitcoin um, 
it, it's hard to find a balance there and it's something that we're continuing to work on for sure. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of new people when they um, come into space don't have issues with KYC or really know why it's problematic. Right. Could, you, could you explain a little bit of what the issues with it are and what, what KY, let me define it real quick. KYC sure. is know your customer. So um, it's when you uh, have to like upload your picture and a picture of your ID and your social security number and like all this private information um, to be able to use a service, which is pretty standard on exchanges um, or any sort of service. Um, yeah. So yeah. So yeah, what are, what are the problems with KYC? I, I don't know if I would call it a problem necessarily, um, but basically, you know, you're, you're just, you have less privacy because you're providing all this information to tie your transactions to who you are. And that kind of goes against, you know, a lot of like the initial value props of using lightning and using Bitcoin. Um, so I think that's just like where it is kind of like straddling that fine line of what, what are you okay with doing? How much information are you okay with giving up? I'm sure we're still gonna have a group of users that would feel more comfortable just using their anonymous account where they don't have to KYC and they just stick with us for buying gift cards. Um, and then, you know, we'll have other users too who are okay with going through the KYC process since they're gonna be okay with earning Bitcoin back by spending and getting rid of their dirty fiat. So I, I think it's, uh, again, just kind of trying to balance that and see what people are okay with. Yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. My information has been leaked in like a series of uh, hacks with you know Ledger, um, and I think a lot of people don't really think about how much information is really out there to be stolen, like you know, yeah. email address, um, home address. Uh, debit credit card numbers you know all of this stuff and so that that's a, you know a major issue i see personally with kyc is that um it, and it's amazing how it's leaked everywhere you know to right. any sort of online transaction you have all this information that you have to plug in um it's not something i see as changing but it's one of the very attractive things about bitcoin is that it gives you the ability to not have to do that in the same way. Like I can buy a hardware wallet with Bitcoin without putting in all this information, use a throwaway email, um, get it to a PO box if I want to and be, you know, pretty, pretty private so that, you know, I'm not at risk. I'm not doing anything illegal. It's all totally, yeah. um, okay. Um, um, but, uh, that's yeah, a really definitely. Good point. Yeah. It's, that, that's like one of the biggest challenges for sure. Um, but yeah, um, do you, so do, do people at fold get paid in Bitcoin? Is that an option? So we have had some people request it. Um, and I, I know we can accommodate it. I'm not sure where it's netted out for the, the specific folks who have asked, but Will has said it's something that can be accommodated. So yeah, it's pretty cool to hear. That's awesome. Yeah. It, yeah. How do you how do you think that would work if, if a company started paying their um, employees in Bitcoin? Would it be a set Bitcoin rate or would it be in fiat? I'm not sure, to be honest with you. I haven't looked enough into it, but that's uh, that's a good question and something I should look into because I'd, I'd love to take a, a portion of my salary in Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'd be really funny to get your uh, Bitcoin salary locked in and then for it to have a 
major price run up and all of a sudden right. you're making 10x what you were making before. Exactly. <laughs> I'm sure Will wouldn't be very happy about that though. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's been other companies I've worked with before that have offered, you know, like a signing bonus in Bitcoin or something like that. And it's just like, you know, that was back in 2016, 2017. So it's just think about how much that bonus is now. Like, it's pretty, pretty cool to think about. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, so yeah, you, you have a history of helping organize uh, Bitcoin meetups. So why do you think Bitcoin meetups are so important uh, for people coming into the space? Yeah, um, I think there's a lot of reasons for why they're important, but specific points that I think you could call out are that, you know, you're getting, you have the opportunity to get one-on-one -on -one help, like when you're at a meetup, which is oftentimes a lot more intimidating, you know, than if you're attending like a Q&A, or even if you're like on Clubhouse, like you're, you don't have to like feel like you're a newbie coming in asking a stupid question. If you can just ask somebody there one-on-one, -on -one. Um, that's something I've always liked about the meetups. Um, and also too, just like the, the opportunity to get exposure to people who are like actually working in the space and like ask them questions one-on-one. -on -one like pretty high profile people who are willing to go and share their knowledge at these meetups. Um, I think that's another really big benefit of them too. Yeah, it's something that I've found really amazing about uh, Bitcoin is how y you can have access to all these incredible people, whether it's on Twitter or um, you know, going to meetups or going to the conferences. And yeah, yeah it's... Uh, I've never experienced anything like this before. It's not like you can just go and like talk to hedge fund managers about, you know, investing strategies or, I mean, that's not really what's happening at Bitcoin meetups, but, um, you know, you get like real in-depth information and, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I think one of the things that's most encouraging uh, about Bitcoin meetups for me is that I get to get plugged into a solution. And I think like a lot of people are just feeling so, um, you know, kind of ostracized and, and feeling, uh, you know, just overwhelmed with all the craziness that's happening right now with the, you know, political battles going back and forth and, yeah, you know, get to go hang out with people that are like, we're actually fixing things and making a better system, um, versus just whining on the internet or, <laughs> you know, yeah, that's else a good point. <laughs> So yeah. Um, so is Fold going to be going to Guns and Bitcoin next month in April? Or hey, I don't know if we have plans to go to that one. Um, we are going to be at Bitcoin twenty twenty one in June. Um, we're we're a sponsor, and I think we're planning on having most of the team there. And then we'll we'll also be at uh, Bitblock Boom in August. Awesome. What, yeah. what can people expect when going to those conferences? Um, man, I haven't been to them before. So to be honest, I'm still trying to figure out for myself what to expect, especially too, since, you know, with the bull market, I feel like tickets are just flying off the shelves to these things. I think uh, Gary Leland from Bitblock Boom posted the other day that they're already sold out of all the events, which is crazy and awesome. Um, but at least from from the full perspective, uh, too, I think you know we're we're all about community and kind of building with our customers. Like you've you've probably seen it. Like 
we, we try to incorporate as much customer feedback into what we're building as we possibly can. Um, so I think for, for the full perspective of what you can get at these conferences is like, you know, you're able to give feedback firsthand to members of the full team. Like we're, we're all ears and we're, we're anxious to hear it. Um, we're going to be doing some special events just for cardholders at the, the conferences so that we can make sure we're getting that feedback. And then also just thank our, our cardholders for coming along on this crazy journey with us. Um, so yeah, I, I would say that's what you could probably expect for, for the, the full perspective on it. Awesome. Yeah. So, so probably one of the biggest complaints that people have about fold is being stuck on the wait list. Um, (laughs) Are there, are there any plans to, to remove that in the near future? Is that going to be kind of a a thing for a while while you guys continue to scale? Yeah. um, So the wait list right now, I I think we're up to like 200, 250,000 people that have gotten on the list. Um, and we've been rolling it out slowly, not so that it feels like some exclusive invite only party, like that's not the intention at all. It's just so we're not over inundating our KYC partners or other banking partners. And, you know, we're, we're able to kind of tackle bugs and things that come up as they do with, with new programs, new features, um, like the ones we're incorporating into the card. But for rolling it out, I mean, in April, towards the end of April, we're, we're hoping to really kind of pick up the pace of onboarding the wait list so that we can hopefully get through to everybody um, in the, the first half of this year. Yeah, that's awesome. And and for people that are stuck on the wait list, um, it, it, it's, you, you move up by referring people. That's how I got my card. And it's kind of a fun process to get people using such a great product. Um, for sure, it's... Uh, you know, it's unfortunate that, you know, people can't all be on it at the same time, but it's also awesome. Like the way it creates this kind of network effect yeah. with, um, yeah, it's a, yeah, it was a, it was a fun conspiracy theory to believe that it was meant to be a exclusive uh, <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah. Anytime people are writing us and saying, you're taking forever. What's the deal? Like, I just want to say, I would send you an invite if I could, but I don't want to overwhelm our support people or our, our banking partners. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it, so, so when did you guys launch as a company officially? So there have been a few different iterations of Fold. Um, before Fold was actually Fold, there was Card for Coin, which you might have interacted with or used. Um, so I think that, I want to say that goes back to 2015 um, for that very first iteration. But then, um, you know, once Will came on board, um, that's when Fold became more of this, this marketplace for gift cards. Um, so that was after the, the Card for Coin era. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's been it's been pretty phenomenal to see all these new companies launch um, in the past year. Yeah, uh, like Swan's relatively new. Um, Start Nine is one that I'm really excited about. Those guys are really awesome. Yeah, yeah, I worked with some of those folks in Denver, and they they have a really good team together. Do you have your embassy? No, I don't. <laughs> I definitely suggest it. it. It is a really cool piece of hardware. I'm I'm like mid-level technical where I can like 
I know how to use my phone and, you know, can do basic things on the computer, still get a little bit intimidated by a command line. Um, yeah. But am capable of doing it and using a product like that where you just, you know, one click install these privacy focused um, apps is, is pretty awesome. Um, yeah. It's, it's a, I think it's a big game changer um, for sure. But yeah, it's, um, it, I, I think they're in line with the mission of Fold as far as uh, um, trying to make these different services a little bit more accessible to average people, um, lower yep. the barrier to entry. So that's what gets me excited about products like them, 100%. But yeah, uh, where where's Fold based? You know, if somebody's wanting to work there, would they have to relocate? Or um, I, I know you guys have posted a lot of remote jobs recently as well. Yeah, we're we're fully remote. Um, most of us are in the U.S. for right now. Uh, we do have one team member who is kind of a, a nomad, and he goes anywhere from Russia to Cyprus. Um, but the the majority of us are in the U.S. and yeah, it's it's fully remote. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, has that been a change that's happened as a result of uh, you know the twenty twenty pandemic, or is that just kind of been built into the business model from the beginning? Yeah, it's it's definitely been built in from the very beginning. Um, you know, I think we we do have folks who are in kind of these little hubs together. I'm not sure if pre-pandemic they worked in a co-working space or something like that. Um, but yeah, it was, it was always fully remote with these, you know, retreats that happen a few times a year where everyone can can meet up and and get to know each other IRL. Yeah. What what are the challenges and benefits of working fully remote like that? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I I've been working remote since I think like 2016 or 2017. So so for me, it's honestly it's not really a huge change. Um, I would say the the biggest challenge though is just you know figuring out how to work async together and not treating chat like it's this real-time platform, which a lot of companies kind of fall into the habit of trying to, to augment what they would have in the, the office through using like a, a chat tool or um, trying to come up with Zoom meetings to, to replicate real meetings they would have in the, the office. Um, so yeah, I'd say the biggest challenge is uh, just trying to morph what you would have if you were co-located together into this all digital world, which usually doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah, definitely seems like uh, it's a big transition for a lot of companies. And it's really yeah. been interesting to see how people have switched and, you know, some of the benefits of it. I mean, it's just like from a from a worker standpoint, you know, not having to commute is a major, major difference and yeah. super beneficial. Um, but yeah, um, so going forward, um, what do you think some of the biggest obstacles for Fold as a company are? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> um, I would say just scaling our team to be able to meet the demand. Um, that's that's probably the the one that's most top of mind for me right now. Um, you know, I, I think I mentioned this at the beginning of our conversation, but right now we're just a team of nine which is a, a really lean team to be supporting tens of thousands of cardholders. Um, and you know, when, when you start kind of becoming more of a financial tool, 
where you're issuing debit cards and credit cards and savings accounts, people expect a certain level of responsiveness. Whereas before with um, just being able to buy gift cards on fold and get a percentage back, you know, they, they might have not expected as quick of responses. Um, so yeah, all, all that goes to say, I think just figuring out how to scale our team and, and scale the culture within our team is going to be a, a big but fun challenge. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like there's a lot of need for customer support. Um, yep. What are the qualifications you're looking at with people when you're hiring them as a company? Yeah, um, it, it definitely varies role by role. Um, for support, we we like people who have worked in support before. Um, I think it always gives you a, a big advantage if you're already a fold user and or a Bitcoiner, um, just because you know it's it's not going to be kind of starting cold on day one. You'll you'll already have a little bit of that familiarity. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like the the basic um, qualifications, I, I would say. Um, we are hiring for developers too. So for those positions, we're looking for folks that have worked with React Native before um, and who are also heavily UI UX focused. But yeah, I, I think that's kind of it in a nutshell. Yeah. I mean, I think that's been one of the biggest changes that I've seen in Bitcoin, um, especially in the past year is a definite or a lot more focus on the the ui ux yeah, aspect sure. of things yeah it's it's really nice to see i mean um i'm all about like accessibility visual accessibility within apps and and the usability of them um so that's been awesome to see just kind of come to the forefront and have more of a focus on it for sure yeah yeah it's um i mean part of the big reason why um there was such a fight to preserve, preserve the one megabyte block size was for small people, normal people, the plebs to be able to run Bitcoin nodes yeah. um, without this expensive hardware um, that is super exclusionary. And I, I think the same thing goes for, you know, the usability of the actual nodes and like, I, yeah. I mean, just seeing products like Umbrella come up and, and my yeah. node, um, it's been you know, a lot more accessible for the average person. Um, as far as like, you know, the Lightning Network right now is kind of uh, clunky and difficult um, and rough around the edges. Do you, where do you see the biggest um, emphasis on UI, UX? You, you talked a little bit about, I think it was uh, the Lightning Pool earlier, um, mm -hmm. which I think will be a lot, or big um, game changer for like merchants to accept Bitcoin or, you know, individuals to provide liquidity on the network. But um, yeah, yeah, where do you see like some of the development in that area going? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I honestly think just like with a lot of these applications, like the, the Lightning applications, like with Sphinx, um, and I, I think I mentioned them before, but Blue Wallet, um, I think more applications just kind of taking notes from them on what they can kind of abstract away from like the more technical components of the app that the user might not need to have at the forefront or even know is really happening behind the scenes. Um, I, I'd love to see more of that kind of coming to the forefront this year with uh, new tools that, that emerge for sure. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, I see like a real battle um, going forward between the traditional finance companies that are getting involved in the space and, and the more Bitcoin 
um, native, like one of the things he talked about is, uh, you know, Fold really b believes in um, the, the mission of Bitcoin and wants to like support and preserve it. Um, yeah. But Visa doesn't, you know, and PayPal doesn't. And, um, uh, you know, these other, you know, more entrenched companies that have a lot of power don't. Do you, do you think that um, there's any danger for these companies uh, kind of overriding or co-opting Bitcoin? Or do you think that uh, Bitcoin, I know this is kind of a tricky question for you because you work with Visa, but um, uh, do, you, do you see Bitcoin really prevailing through this and, and the, the general um, philosophy of it kind of continuing onward? Yeah, I, I definitely see Bitcoin prevailing through this. I, I honestly think it's just going to be a lot of education, you know, from from the Bitcoiners to these traditional companies and financial institutions about like the why and the how and, you know, how they can be integrating it into their tools. I, I think there's just like still a lot of confusion and maybe a lack of understanding, um, which is why they they haven't fully explored the, the opportunities. Um, so yeah, I think just partnering on that kind of stuff going forward will for sure help. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see how these larger financial companies pivot um, to accept yeah. Bitcoin. Um, and I think it's going to be you know, pretty interesting because in a lot of ways, Bitcoin cuts the middlemen out of the system right. um, and, and totally eliminates the need for some, something like Visa. Um, so, you know, it, it's good that they're getting onboarded with it. Um, hopefully they have kind of a creative, um, beneficial uh, roadmap to um, actually work with the ecosystem. But uh, yeah, it, totally. I mean, one and of the I, things I, that... I, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I think too, like just from some of these these companies, um, we, we're already hearing a lot of interest in like the rewards component of it, and you know, allowing their their user base to be able to earn Bitcoin back. Um, so I think that that's something too that's like kind of an initial hook for a lot of them as well um, to for them to start kind of taking Bitcoin more seriously and, and figuring out like where it makes sense to initially integrate it into their roadmap. Yeah, I know Cash App has a feature. Um, I'm not sure if they rolled it out yet or if um, it's in the works, but where you can earn Bitcoin back on uh, with their debit card as well. So they're yeah. copying you guys. Um, <laughs> the rising but... tide raises all ships, right? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's amazing how disruptive business models like this are, um, and how it completely shapes the uh, um, the vision of like a lot of these other other companies. And I'm I'm excited to see, you know, I the the thing that like strikes me about Fold is, you know, I talked about it a little bit earlier, but you know, people on the lower end of the spectrum financially are, are probably going to be a lot more prone to using a, a service like this um, where yeah. they can uh, get money that it helps them to save and, and grow their wealth versus, you know, more wealthy individuals that are actually using their airplane miles and, and uh, hotel points. Um, who is that been something that you, you guys have seen is like more normal people are, are getting involved with fold or, or is there a lot of interest from high net worth individuals as well? 
It, it's pretty interesting how it's, I would say, a combination of both. Um, so I would say for, for more of like the folks that you would typically expect to use like a travel oriented credit card, debit card, which, you know, that tends to be more um, high net worth individuals. Like we, we do have a large group of those users. And I, I honestly think that's just because of the, the Bitcoin component, like they were early to Bitcoin, they were Bitcoin investors. So they're interested in fold and interested in trying new things. So that's why they've come along for the ride. Um, but we are seeing this whole kind of new group of folks too, who just want to earn a better type of reward that's not going to depreciate in value. Um, I, I, I wouldn't want to like, you know, try to lump these folks into a certain group or categorize them in any way. Um, but just as an example of some of the people I've talked to, you know, they had maybe used like cashback tools in the past, like an Ibotta for an example, where they've used it for couponing or, or just getting a re instant rebate on some kind of purchase. And once they, they learn about Fold and, you know, they've seen the news just about number go up with the, the price of Bitcoin, they, they get interested and they try it out and then they see how easy it is and, and they just kind of double down on using Fold and starting to accumulate the better kind of rewards over time. So I think, again, it is kind of like that split types of user groups that we have, um, but we're definitely seeing more of the, the no coiners kind of coming into the fold and starting to, to see the value of the app. Yeah, yeah, it's always fun to, to watch people who get tired of staying poor, hop into Bitcoin. Yeah. They, they, weren't, they weren't having fun anymore, so they hop on the fold. <laughs> what, um, what are some, are your favorite stories from the company as far as like, you know, how you guys have impacted customers? Yeah. I mean, honestly, there's so many, um, having like a discord, a very active discord server and a very active Twitter account. Um, we, we hear stories all day long. Um, but I would say probably my favorite ones are since the release of the debit card, we've had a few folks reach out that have said, you know, I've stopped using my credit cards. I'm not just digging this myself into this debt hole anymore. And I'm just using debit and it's so weird and new for me, but I'm earning Bitcoin back. And so I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. Um, those types of stories to me, at least for people who are getting out of debt by kind of changing their financial behavior, that, that to me is like super exciting. That's like what gets me up every day, keeps me wanting to, to work on fold all the time. Um, and then also too, I, I have talked to a few of our, our users who, um, you know, they're not from well-off families, like being able to accumulate wealth over time is not something that they ever thought would happen for them. Um, so hearing how fold was like their first touch point with Bitcoin and how, you know, they've stacked like a million sats now, like that's also awesome for me to hear. Yeah. Yeah. It is nice. I mean, that's something that's also changing in in Bitcoin is people are kind of migrating more to thinking in sats rather than, yeah. you know, the, the one Bitcoin unit. And, uh, you know, it feels pretty good to say that you're the owner of a million sats. I mean, that for right. a lot of people, that's a pretty big milestone right now uh, to accomplish. Um, 
but yeah, I mean that that idea of like the incentives changing of people ceasing to use credit cards because they want to use this product and earn Bitcoin is is a huge one. It's yeah, just, for sure. I I remember reading this stat. I think it was from 2018 that like the average household had sixteen thousand dollars in credit card debt, um, and you know as we know the credit card fees are just absolutely absurd. Yeah. Um, so that's a lot of interest. It's a lot of uh, um, people operating in the negative um, when it comes to increasing their wealth. Um, so yeah, products like this are, are definitely game changers for sure. Yeah, um, and I know we've heard like from Visa too, like that the behavior with our card is so different from what they see on other new card programs, just because you know we have we have this wheel that you spin after every purchase. And so we are seeing that people are paying in smaller increments for things, you know, maybe bringing items up one by one um, so that they can get a spin after each one. But I think the more interesting piece about that is that because you are, you know, looking at every transaction as it comes in, so you can spin on it, you, you're a lot more mindful about what you're spending money on too, right? Because you're getting a push notification every time you swipe that card and it just kind of kind of makes you have to focus a little bit more on, okay, what am I spending my money on? Like, what am I getting back for it? So it just, again, it just makes you more mindful of like where your money's going. Yeah. I mean, a hundred percent. That's just how like the difference between credit cards and, and debit cards works um, uh, in the first place, because you have a yeah. limited amount of money that you can spend. Um, and then two, yeah, like the, the incentive of of going so for anybody that doesn't know the way that the fold app works is you swipe the card and then you have an hour to to spin the wheel and get your uh reward back um and it's uh you know it forces you to look at your phone and go into the app and see what your remaining balance is um and then to see you know also a list of transactions of what you spent on so yeah that t that totally makes sense um it's very different uh, do you, do you, have you seen any major companies you, you mentioned earlier that um, Bitcoin rewards is something that's kind of becoming interesting in the space as a whole? Do you see any other companies in the future implementing similar uh, features that Fold has? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've already had a lot of interest um, from, you know, some of these newer card programs on saying, how can I integrate Bitcoin rewards into my program too? Um, so yeah, I, I think that you'll see that a lot more widespread just with what, what cards and, and financial tools are available out there soon. And, and hopefully most, if not all of those are powered by Fold. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's, it's going to be interesting because I think everybody's going to be using Bitcoin in one way or another, whether they know it or not. Um, yeah. And I, when I, if we go back like two years ago, I think that was the, the messaging, but more of it was around the idea of, um, uh, it would be out of necessity rather than it right. being integrated into all of these traditional finance, um, styled companies. And, uh, I, I think that's, that's a really cool thing, um, that we're seeing so much, uh, interest and in, in development from the traditional space and trying to be integrated into this new monetary network that is revolutionizing things. And yeah, I totally agree. 
so yeah where, where do you think bitcoin's going in the next 10 years you know what what are we going to see <laughs> i i think the the possibilities are are endless um yeah i mean i i see a lot more mass adoption which you know i think that we we all kind of anticipate that i think um more bitcoin in the hands of more people is always a good thing and i think that that'll just continue to happen especially with again going back to like the stimulus checks and people just becoming more aware of like inflation and some of the issues that um, we're up against now like I think that we're just going to see more adoption overall and people getting more interested in it at least. Yeah. So where, where are some good places that people can find, uh, you know, what fold is doing and follow your work specifically? Yeah. Um, I would say Twitter is a great place to, to get the latest and greatest from us. Um, we're just at fold underscore app. If you want to follow us there. Um, we also are on the major app stores, so the iOS app store and the Google Play store. If you search Fold, we, we should hopefully come up. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, at foldapp.com is just the kind of the, the storefront for us. That's our, our website. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate you uh, coming on, Hillary. This is fun. Yeah, thanks for having me. Big thank you to Hillary for coming on the show. It was really fun to talk about Fold. And yeah, I think Bitcoin is the biggest thing to happen in my lifetime. I think it's one of the biggest things to happen in monetary history. You know, it's, it, it's a big deal to um, shift over from a crazy fiat system to uh, completely decentralized sound money, you know, in the digital age. Like this is unprecedented. It is huge. It, it truly is novel. And it's extremely exciting. You know, we just, we're watching the dominoes fall every day. It's a new company getting involved to Bitcoin. Morgan Stanley giving exposure to their customers. Goldman Sachs talking about how Bitcoin sucks a year ago. Now they're giving exposure to their customers. Um, the big banks are getting into it. Everybody's getting sucked into it. Governments are trying to wrap their minds around it. Like, how do they control it? How can they tax it, you know? And it's really difficult for them to do it, you know? And the reason why is because, you know, it is decentralized and it doesn't require these middlemen that they've learned to rely on to steal from us. And it's incredibly exciting, you know? It's a, a insurance policy for individuals, you know, if everything breaks, you know, that they can actually have control of their money, you know? If you try and take your money across the border, they're gonna stop you. You know, you can only take up to a certain point it's really easy to confiscate, whereas, you know, with Bitcoin, it's a lot harder to do that. And uh, that's what gets me excited. It gets me excited to, you know, when we have the opportunity to really empower individuals in our community, you know, and Fold is an on-ramp. It's a great on-ramp to do that. You know, it's a great way for uh, normal people to start earning Bitcoin uh, rewards and, and start stacking sats without having to pay up front. And I just love it. Um, so yeah, hope you enjoyed this conversation and uh, have a good one.